I'm like, did the word carry on the wind, or how did it work? No microphone, but he talked multitudes. All right, uh, this, I was just reading Bible, and uh, I had a thought, and it was just, I'm just going to, I'm not going to preach. I just want to see if I can see if I can teach you a little bit. Um, it's about grace. If you think about the the law, which Paul had a major issue with the law, and the reason why is because the law takes away spiritual freedoms, and it's this one law called the law of first learn. Uh, me and Unc, we were, in, we, were in the, we were just downstairs in the bathroom, and we were talking in uh, that Unc. I know I got two. And um, he was saying, hey, I saw this thing remind me of you. It was this little boy in the Pentecostal church. And, 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 it, and, it, and, it, and I, I got to thinking, the Pentecostal church was good for me and bad for me. Mm-hmm. Auntie was saying, uh-huh, because she was there. It, it was good because a, a, a young kid coming off the street, seeing everything that I saw and being involved with everything I was involved with, and then have, uh, uh, no offense, unk, but being raised in the family I was raised in and having a creepy father that I had, Lord forgive me for that, but I just threw that in. And, 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 and uh, it, it, it developed a, a sense of street life and survival, and it made me a very mean young man. So coming to the Pentecostal church, it did help me kind of clean myself up because they forced you to. Because they put all these, these regulations on you. Mm-hmm. You know, there were rules and, and there were these regulations. So it's kind of like what happens is the, if, we give up our, if we give up our spiritual freedom that Jesus gave us, then we will always slip back into a, a society, a Christian society of rules regulations and things you have to do. Whenever we say, yeah, Jesus is great, Jesus is what you need, uh, believing in Christ, the blood of Christ has done all this, but yet and still you got to do this, it's, 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 it's like putting steak sauce on a really good steak. I went out this weekend and had me a really good steak, and you don't need steak sauce. You go to Lucky's, you be dumping everything on that thing. <laughs> because, you know, it's like, I just got to get some more flavor in this thing, you know. But if you go somewhere and it's really a good state, you don't put anything on it. And that's the gospel. Because the gospel, every other religion is good advice. Mm-hmm. The gospel is the only one that's new. Mm-hmm. So it gives advice, but it's new uh, that something has already been done for you that you can't do yourself. So that means that there's no laws you can keep, there's no rules and regulations you can keep. So some of you were raised in the church. So let's rewind back to the churches you were raised in. And, and don't be offended. Some of you were raised Catholic, and you had a whole lot of stuff you had to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, right? So you got two spectrums. You got, you got the Catholics over here. Mm-hmm. And I'm here to tell you, and I'm going to read some Bible that Paul is saying, all of that is wrong. It's just, it's, it's really, once we forget this grace, we'll always slip back into a Leviticus, Pharisaical 
our sense of atonement, meaning something has to atone for your sin. We are sinful by nature, and something has to atone the, the sin. It has to fix the sin matter. My mic still on? It's on and not. Okay, I don't want that. You gotta get this one on better. So it, it, it constantly uh, talks about atonement, atoning for the sinful nature. So that's why blood was so important. I'm being undressed so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm literally being fond of it. So we talk about atonement, right? And another, so it's always it's talking about there's something that needs to help you get to God because you guys are separate from God. The next piece is God actually set all these rules in place. I'm going to tell you why. So he can keep the cultural. He didn't want the Jews to mingle because he wanted to keep this thing pure. Mm -hmm. So he created this, this, this group of people who, who under these laws kept everybody else out because you, you didn't want to water it down. Mm -hmm. Paul comes along and says, we don't need any of that anymore. So then they had these theological debates about it that we never preach. Never preach about it. I'm going to preach about it today. Matthew, or teach you, I don't think I want to preach today. Matthew 15, verse 6. Here's Jesus when the disciples uh, weren't washing their hands, and then the Pharisaical people saw it and went, they're disobeying the law because you have to be cleansed. Jesus goes, man, you guys are a bunch of hypocrites. You, you use the law when it's convenient for you. But my thing is, you're still so wrapped up in what people do. Auntie, pick this up. They are not to honor their father or mother with it. Thus, you nullify the word of God for the sake of your tradition. He says you nullify the sake of the, the, the word of God for the sake of your traditions. See, what he was talking about earlier was, it was this thing that they would do. They would say you had to honor your mother and father with money. But what people would do is they'll say, I don't want to give my mother or father this money. I'm going to say, I'm going to give it to the church. But I don't give it to the church. I, so I don't give it to my mother and my father and because I owe them because it was in Levitical law. I don't want to give them all this money, but I'm going to say, well, I can't give you this because I'm giving it to the church. But they would never give it to the church. So Jesus goes, you worried about people washing their hands or not? He says, you got all these traditions. And I think about it and I think about, man, auntie, we couldn't go to the movies. But you can watch television. You couldn't go out dancing. Oh, don't you ever have a, a, a drink with your meal? So I'm saying you couldn't wear too much makeup. You had to. You couldn't wear too much jewelry. And you wonder why it took so long for people to get married. <laughs> you, you, you. It was all these things which you couldn't do, and they start off inspiring you when you first come to the Lord. It inspires you all that. If I can just do these things, it'll be great. But then it ends up being this big burden on you mm -hmm. to try to maintain it, to try to do it. So I'm, gonna be, I'm not going to lie to you. I went to the movies anyway. <laughs> now, here it is. You just put condemnation on me. Everybody say amen. Amen. Because going to the movies don't send you to hell. Right, right. Having a drink of wine don't send you to hell. You know, it's like 
But but going going to a reception and dancing don't send you to hell. Right. But then you got this other sphere where it says you have to walk around with ash on your head. You have to come get palm leaves, put them down. You have to do. You have to go to the priest, and you have to do all these things, and you have to do the beads, and you have to say the hail marys, and, and it's like, wow, we just dabble so much in religious traditions mm-hmm. that God cares nothing about. Amen. Mm-hmm. So, Auntie, Jesus is talking to these people, saying, "Man, you just got so many traditions. Come on." You hypocrites, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. He says you're a bunch of hypocrites, and Isaiah talked about you guys. He said that we would get to the place where you will honor God with your lips, but your actions, because of your heart, are so far from me. Meaning all the things that you're religiously doing, they don't even matter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. See, when you give up your gospel freedom... Your, 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 your freedom that Christ has given you, you're always going to lean back onto some, some, some defining rules and regulations. It's going to always be Christ, yes, but you got to do all this too. Mm-hmm. You ever seen the people who have to walk around with it, they only wear dresses? You ever seen people where they can't have a television in the house? And, and it's like, I can understand they say, you know, well, these things lead to sin, I'm trying to tell you everything leads to sin. Mm -hmm. Right, right? So it's like, man, but if you look at the Levitical laws, they were to try to keep this thing culturally set that other cultures with all these other beliefs wouldn't come in and mess up this God thing. Mm -hmm. So God put all these rules and regulations on because other people would come and they would go, I'm not doing that. Can you imagine going out to dinner with a devout Jew? What are you going to eat? Right. You know, it, it, it purposely made it difficult to keep the, the bloodline clean. Mm-hmm. But then Paul comes along and says, no, now Jesus has come and changed all that. Everybody say amen. Amen. Now. Let me read you this. Go to the next one, Auntie. I don't even know what it is. You want me to do the last one? Yeah, go ahead. The, they worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. He says they worship me in vain. You, you're doing all this stuff in vain. He says, you're teaching human rules as the gospel. It's all human stuff that you, there's there's all things that that you decided should be done that God's saying you don't have to do. Church, as we do it today, is all made up by us, especially being American, we formulate it this way. There's other people who don't do church this way, and they're still doing church. Amen. So it's like, but, but what happens is traditionally we come in and we go, okay, well, we are devout Baptists, so you have to follow the Baptist guidelines. We are, I, we, we are a, a Catholic. You got to follow these guidelines. We're Pentecostal. We're assemblies of God. Don't, assemblies of God think they're special. They really do. We, we, we don't, we, we, you have to follow it to see it's Jesus and something else. No, it's just Jesus. Just Jesus. Because when you add something else, you're trying to take away my freedoms. And when I say freedom, I don't mean your ability to do whatever you want. My thing is your ability to do 
everything you want as long as God don't have a problem with it. But it's only determined by God. Mm-hmm. And it's only taken away by God. Mm-hmm. So in the Levitical laws, you need to follow the, Levit- the Levitical laws unless the Bible itself says you don't have to. All right. All right. Taking my time with this. I don't want to preach. I get excited. And you know how it works. <laughs> so it's like, so, so things happen. Things happen. It takes away my burden of what? It t- the gospel takes away burdens. The burden of what? One, proving myself. I don't have to prove myself anymore. Mm-hmm. Jesus already has proven you. You don't have to prove yourself anymore. So it takes away that burden of trying to prove yourself to your parents, trying to prove yourself to society, trying to prove yourself to, to your husband or your wife. Or It takes away that burden. You don't have to prove yourself anymore. The gospel takes away the burden of your past. What happens in your past? All your guilt. Everybody say amen. Amen. It it takes away the guilt that you had in your past. It it takes away the failures of your past. It takes away the, it it, it wipes all your past away. I know the past isn't always bright, and you're no longer bound by the past. Mm -hmm. Takes that away, right? It takes away the burden of your future. Worried about what will be, what shall be, how will it work? What will I be? Will I be enough? Have I done enough? Can I ever do enough? Can See, when you're trying to win your way to heaven, you're not going to be able to do it. Because in your mind, there's never going to be enough. And then as soon as you do something that you think isn't heavenly, it's going to pull you right back down from the progress that you've made. Because you're going to be thinking, oh, see, I messed up again. I'm never going to be enough, God. God says, I know you're never going to be enough, That's, but I'm enough. That's why I sent Jesus to make you enough, because you'll never be enough. Amen. So all these laws and rules and regulations that men have put on us takes away your freedom. Mm-hmm. Think about it. It, take, it takes away, the gospel takes away your cultural bias. Because mm-hmm. this is what happens, especially in America. The Jews had this problem then, but Americans have that problem now. When the Jews would say, they need to do this and they need to do that, we're going to read it in one second. They're saying, you need to not become Christian, you need to become Jewish. We Americans do that. We go, to be a Christian, you have to act like an American. Who says that? I mean, when, when God saves you, he saves you right where you are. So if you're an Asian you're, you're not an American now who's a Christian who's an Asian. You're Asian who's, who, who worships God the way Asians do it. Mm-hmm. If you're an African, you don't become an American to be a Christian. You become an African that's a Christian, and they may celebrate God differently with, than we do. Right. Culturally. Right. right. It takes away the cultural biases. Because yeah. mm-hmm. we get to thinking that we're better, you know. Think about this. When, when you, <laughs> it's this time that, that black people know about. It's called black people's time. <laughs> Let me tell you what black people's time is. If you're having an event at 3, tell them it starts at 2.30. Because <laughs> they're going to do black people's time. So if you go to a wedding, which I've done, and the cultures mix, it's, they're interesting. I love them. Because you have one group, there here's Johnny on the spot on time, and then here's the black people time. 
<laughs> so you got this side who's with the, the, the bride. It is packed. Everybody's ready to go at 2.30. You got this side that's like, why you guys so uptight? This isn't going to work. I mean. <laughs> then you got the white people going, that's so disrespectful. <laughs> Who's right? It, it, it takes away, see, because when we, we rely on our cultural things, we start to think that we're better. Mm -hmm. The gospel takes that away. All right, so read me uh, Galatians, come on. When Cephas came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face. Now, Cephas is Peter, all right? So Peter, this is Paul talking, and he's saying, me and Peter, we got into a beat. Him and Peter actually got into it. Come on. Because he stood condemned. He says, I opposed him to his face because he was wrong. This is Paul saying, when we got to Antioch, I had to get in Peter's face. Come on. For before certain men came from James, he used to eat with the Gentiles. Uh -huh. But when they arrived, he began to draw back and separate himself from the Gentiles because he was afraid of those who belonged to so the circumcision group. Before these other leaders from the, from the early church came, Peter was hanging out with the people who didn't matter who they were from, where they were from, or what, what they were. And then when these other people came, Peter drew away from them because he was worried that these people who have now come would judge him because, oh, we're not supposed to act like that. Mm-hmm. See, because now you got to think, Christianity is sweeping across the, the, the regions. So now there's not just Jews anymore. There's Greeks, there's Romans, everybody say amen. Mm -hmm. there, you got all these walks of life, now Ethiopians, Egyptians, who are now becoming Christian. So now you got all these cultures that are mixing. All right? And so here it is, the Jews are still thinking that they're the higher ones at this point, time. And they're saying, okay, yeah, we've accepted Christ too, but you still have to do certain things. All right? So here it is, Peter's going, oh, here comes the uh, other religious people. Let me kind of pull away from these guys and not talk to them as much because they don't like them because they're not acting Jewish. Mm -hmm. Come on. The other Jews joined him in his hypocrisy, so that by their hypocrisy, even Barnabas was led astray. So Paul's saying, Barnabas came with me, and even Barnabas started acting like that. So Paul is going, what is wrong with you guys? Just because they came, now you guys are treating everybody else like crap because they're not Jewish? Hmm. See, Paul is looking at this scenario and going, how come, man, you guys are, uh, were fine until the religious people came? And when the religious people came, then you guys shunned them, and you start acting Jewish again. Mm -hmm. Paul, who was a devout Jew, everybody say amen. Mm -hmm. all, right, all right, come on. When I saw that they were not acting in line with the truth of the gospel, I said to Cephas in front of them all, you are a Jew, yet you live like a Gentile says, and not so like a I'm Jew. looking at this, I got up in Peter's face, and I'm like, dude, you are a Jew, but you don't act like a Jew when nobody's around, meaning... You're free from all this religious stuff until religious people come. And when religious people come, then you start acting religious again. Everybody say amen. Amen. So he said, I love what Paul said. Paul had heart. He says, I got in this face in front of everybody. I ain't careful. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, dude, you're, you're acting 
You're doing the wrong thing because you don't live like a Jew. You live like a Gentile. You live like somebody who's been free. You don't, you don't do these rules and regulations. You, you were there when Jesus told the man off because you weren't washing your hands. You following me? Mm-hmm. And he, he said, how is it that then you're forcing these Gentiles to become Jewish? With what? The rules and regulations. Now, these aren't Pharisees of old. These are the new Pharisees who have accepted Christ. But they're slowly trying to go back into these rules and regulations. Okay. Oh, it reminds me of church today. Think about it. You can't do this. You need to do that. It's not just Jesus. It's, it's Jesus and all this other stuff that you have to do. Mm-hmm. Always Leviticus thinking, pharisaical mindset to get us back into these rules and regulation living that proves yourself. You don't have to prove yourself anymore. Thank you, Lord. So, Kenny, what are you saying? Run out here and be wild? No, I'm not saying that. The Bible tells us how to conduct ourselves. But what I am saying is the, the regulations and the, the rules and also the cultural biases. We don't live by that. And that's what Paul had this major issue with. All right, you see it? I think come on. We who are Jews by birth and not sinful Gentiles know that a person is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus said, Christ. Listen, we being Jews and coming up with all these regulations and rules, and we were cleansed at that time by these regulations and rules, even though we didn't keep them well. We even know that you can't be justified by these rules and what you do. You can only be justified by faith in Christ. You know that, Peter. You walk with them. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah, somebody. You know that there's no, no rules that we can keep. There's no conduct that we can have that's going to gain us this. Christ has gained us this. And you know that. See, Paul's got a major attitude, and Paul, I would have had attitude too. Come on. So we too have put our faith in Christ Jesus. So us, who have been set aside, who have been given all these laws, who God kept us away from all these other people, now we realize we're justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of this law that was placed upon us because the works of the law, no one will be justified that way. No one can be good that way. We couldn't even keep them ourselves. Right. So now we're going to put them on other people? Man, auntie, it was like, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do this. And I'm like, what can we do? Mm-hmm. And how does that stop us from... Right, right. You trying to tell me, me walking in a movie theater, God's going to come down and strike it? You, you trying to tell me that, that if, if, if I go to a party or something, I can't dance with somebody? It's, you trying to tell me if this woman has a little, some makeup on to try to make herself look a certain way, that it's, it's, just, it's a problem? You try to tell me somebody drink a glass of wine with their dinner, they're, oh my God, they're sinners. You try to tell me all that? The doctrines of men are being taught as if it comes from God. Mm-hmm. Don't judge the Pentecostals because, man, I ain't walking around with no ash on my head. <laughs> Not doing it. And, and, 
And it's like, man, it's, you know, you got to think all these practices. You kneel down, stand up, kneel down, stand up. Oh, shoot, oh, shoot, oh, shoot, oh, shoot. <laughs> away your spiritual freedom. Mm -hmm. You mean to do whatever I want? No. Your freedom and what Christ did. Amen. You no longer have to prove. Amen. Come on. But if in seeking to be justified in Christ, we Jews find ourselves also among the sinners, doesn't that mean that Christ promotes sin? Absolutely not. Look, see, see what he's saying? See, he's saying now, even though we're justified through Christ, we find ourselves being amongst the sinners. These people who you dubbed as sinners, everybody who wasn't Jew was a sinner. So he's saying, now we're amongst these sinners. Does it mean that Christ promotes sin? No, he doesn't promote sin. Paul is saying, I know what you're going to say. Oh, we can just do whatever. No, he's not saying that. All right. He's saying that the Bible is determined what we should do. That's right. All right, come on. If I rebuild what I destroyed, then I really would be a lawbreaker. Uh -huh. For through the law, I died to the law so that I might live for God. He says, listen, so I used to be a lawgiver. I was so much so into it that I, I, I persecuted people who did this new religion. He says, and I got freed from that. I'm not going to rebuild that. Mm -hmm. So here, what he said is this. I brought none of my past into this church. Amen. That's None right. of it. That's right. I didn't bring nothing from the house of God, rules and regulations. I didn't bring nothing for, from uh, uh, Dunamis Outreach, rules and regulations. I didn't bring nothing from the house of Judah, rules and regulations. Why? I brought nothing in here to try to keep it spiritually free. Mm-hmm. And, and because I didn't want any rules and regulations in here. Nobody's running wild in the street. Right, right. <laughs> you don't, I'm saying you don't need the rules. People are still going to try to conduct themselves in a way that God wants them to. But that's the beauty of it. It's in the way that God wants them to. Yes, amen, amen. So he said, so now, through the law, I've died to the law so that I might live for God. What he's saying is, because of the word, I've died from the word. Meaning, what I've, the word I've got now killed that which was in me before because I was just trying to uphold the word. Mm -hmm. Paul was trying to keep everybody into these, in these religious practices. So the Bible was driving him. Then the Bible straightened him out. Yes, yes. And he says, man, so now I'm, I'm only, I, I, now I died to the law so that I might actually live for God because I realized the law I can't live. There's a lot of people doing all the rules and regulations, and they're not good people. Mm -hmm. So true. They're there confessing. They're there uh, um, beating. They're there baptizing. They're there uh, uh, not going to the movies. 
They're there not wearing makeup. They're there wearing dresses down to their feet. They're there wearing their hair up, never down. They're there wearing stuff, doilies on their head. We, we would go to churches, and all the women had to wear a doily on your head. Yes, they did. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, why are you all around a napkin on your head? <laughs> it's because of the rule. A woman's hair should, head should always be covered. First of all, that was over in the east where every woman covered their head. And then, too, the Bible also says your hair it can be your covering. Yes, it is. So what are we doing here? It's just another law, rule, regulation to put on people. To... Mm-hmm. We grew up in church, man, where, where the way I dress now, I couldn't even be in the pulpit like this. That's right. You can't be out there without no jacket on, you kidding me? And, and, and it's like, man, we came from this law-giving, Levitical situation, and what we were saying was, Christ is good. You need Jesus. He came to save your soul and all that. But that wasn't enough. Now you got to do this too. I'm putting steak sauce on this steak because it really, it's not enough. No, Jesus is a really good steak. Everybody say amen. Yeah, he is. When a steak is really good, you just go, oh. <laughs> you have to stop for a second. Oh, so good, oh my God. <laughs> and you look around, nobody's got steak sauce. Nobody. Go to your local greasy spoon and get a steak there. Man, you're going to be dumping everything on that thing trying to get some flavor out of it. Because it's not enough, but Jesus is enough. He He's really a, is enough. He's enough. Auntie, how much more we got on this one? I have been crucified with Christ, and I long, no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Uh-huh. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So Paul has said, Peter, you understand this? I'm now, I've been crucified, meaning I've died from my old ways also. I don't function like that anymore. So, so Christ lives in me now, and, and now this body that I live in, I only live it by faith, not by Levitical thinking. Not by Jewish laws and regulations. I only do it by faith in the Son of God who loved me and he gave himself for me. This is Paul who was there and helped every, in fact, he probably the one who uh, 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 set it up. They stoned Stephen. Paul was there leading the charge. This is the guy who had a letter that he can come in your house if you were a Christian, drag you out of your house and interrogate you. Mm-hmm. Now he's saying, I am dead from that. Yes. I've changed all my views because Christ has killed that. But slowly, you guys are trying to take us back to that. I don't want to go back to that. Mm-hmm. I'm in free from that. I'm not giving up my freedom for nobody. Amen. Not doing it. I am spiritually free. Because I understand something. No rules and regulations going to make me get to heaven. That's right. No rules and regulations going to keep me out of hell. It's only with Christ. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. kid, why do you try to live a certain way? Well, because Christ says I should. Mm-hmm. But the Bible tells me I should. And you know what? The beauty of it is how I'm taught to live, I don't push it on you. I don't drink. Don't drink at all. But, but you have never heard me stand over here and say, don't you ever drink. Mm-hmm. That is something that, listen, I don't eat pork. And, and, and God told me to do it. I'm going to tell you when it happened to me. It was years ago. I don't know. I was probably like 24. And, and I was studying with uh, uh, my mentor at the time. And Brother Ellis told me, he says, man, you know what? 
You need to ask God, what, is, what, what would really be your sacrifice? What, what, you re- what does he really want you to sacrifice? And, and you know what the Lord told me? I don't want you to eat pork. Man, I love me some bacon. <laughs> Spite what Chris thinks. <laughs> A nice pork chop the way my grandmother made them. They were pretty good. But I gave up pork. I haven't ate it since. I was probably like 24. Now, I'm not telling you to do it. Right. That's a personal understanding between me and God. Amen. Mm-hmm. I don't drink at all. I'm not telling you not to have an occasional drink. The Bible doesn't talk about drinking. It talks about drunkenness. Yes, it does. Now, I will say this. If you have a problem with alcohol, don't drink. Amen. I'm glad everybody said amen on that one. All right. Don't, don't feed the beast, so to speak. If you're an alcoholic, don't drink. If, you, if you're a recovering alcoholic, don't drink. But my thing is, it's like, man, I haven't, I don't, I'm not putting those regulations. I'm depending on getting you close enough to God. Everybody say amen. Mm-hmm. Where if you, you, listen, sometimes I play PlayStation too much, and God said, you need to turn that off. I remember, man, I, got, I was addicted to chocolate cake. I would eat chocolate cake every week. I'm like, every Sunday, I stopped at this restaurant. I got me the biggest hunk of chocolate cake they had. And, and then finally, it was like, dude, would you stop? Is chocolate cake a sin? No, but anything out of control can be a sin. Amen. Amen. Ooh, I'm on the clock. You guys all right? Mm-hmm. Auntie, come on. I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. So he's saying, listen, I'm not setting aside the grace of God no matter what you say. Because so if you could be righteous by all these rules and regulations, then Jesus totally died for nothing. That's the line that always gets me over when I have to do funerals. If you can go to heaven by just being good, then why do all of you believe that Jesus died? Why do you believe that? Why do you believe he died and was resurrected for you, but yet and still, if I'm just good enough? Nobody's good enough. God has freed you from that fear of being good enough. Mm-hmm. You're enough. I'm free from that. Kenny, you know, you, you, you do everything right? No, I don't do everything right. In fact, I'm probably one of his problem children. <laughs> but I'm free. Yes, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Aren't you done with this? Yes. Go to the next one. Ten minutes. Acts 15.1. Acts 15.1. Here's Paul again. Peter again. Go. Certain people came down from Judea to Antioch and were teaching the believers, unless you are circumcised, according to the custom taught by Moses, you you cannot cannot be be saved. saved. Certain people came down from Judea. Now. They were Christians. They weren't Jews. They were Jews who have been converted to Christianity. Now they're slowly beginning to drift back. And he says, unless you're circumcised, you can't be saved. They're Christians. All right? It's kind of like the Pentecostal saying, if you don't speak in tongues, you're not saved. Mm-hmm. Auntie, did they teach that? They taught that. Aunt, did they teach that? How many times do we see people in altars who you know repented? Mm-hmm. with tears streaming on their face and they went well you didn't receive tongues so you, I'm sorry we're sending you away and I, I felt so weird about it I'm like that can't be so mm-hmm. I saw the repentance in their hearts 
Yes. Why are we teaching people this? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And then what happened to me? I didn't tarry for the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. It just came on me in like two seconds. Mm-hmm. So what, why was I different? Well, you know. Uh, so you sent these people away from the altar as if God is standing there going, okay, jump, jump, sit, lay down, roll over. Mm-hmm. Right. So certain people came down, and now they said, who know about Christ, and said, you can't be saved unless you're circumcised. Come on. This brought Paul and Barnabas into sharp dispute and debate with them. Mm-hmm. So Paul and Barnabas were appointed, along with some other believers, to go up to Jerusalem to see the apostles and, let's and elders. Go see the apostles, or let's go see the elders. That's why when people say, I can love the Lord, I can seek God on my own, I go, no, you can't. Because truth only comes out in these situations. People have debated it. People have argued it. People have discussed it. People have studied it. And then truths come out. Mm-hmm. You don't know how many times, how many meetings I get called in because there's something that needs to be figured out. And they call us from all over the country to say, hey, what do you think about this thing? That's how truths are figured out. You sitting at home are developing your own understanding. People who sit at home are, are dangerous. Because they sit at home, they watch their news uh, uh, organizations that they listen to, they watch the one preacher that they like, mm-hmm. and then they formulate this, this thinking that mm. they just wanted to be like that. Mm-hmm. And it's so scary. So scary. And then you develop the self-righteousness. Mm-hmm. So here he's going, listen, we're going to go talk about this thing with the elders. Come on. The church sent them on their way, and as they traveled through Phoenicia and Samaria, they told how the Gentiles had been converted. So they had a long trip converting Gentiles all the way there. There's no Jews who live in these areas. These are all Gentiles now being made believers, and the news made all the other believers very glad. Very glad. All right. We need to rejoice when somebody else believes who was lost. Everybody say amen. Come on. When they came to Jerusalem, they were welcomed by the church and the apostles and elders, to whom they reported everything God had done through them. So they got to Jerusalem, and they told them what had happened. Everybody greeted them. Come on. Then some of the believers who belonged to the party of the Pharisees stood up and said, the Gentiles must be circumcised and required to keep the law of Moses. So some, then some of the believers, only Christ believers were believers. These were people who believed in Christ. Mm-hmm. That, see, that from the background of pharisaical thinking, meaning they were raised a certain way, but the law of first learned is bothering them. Mm-hmm. So now what they're doing is they're trying, they stood up and said, all these Gentiles now must become Jewish. Mm-hmm. We're okay that they come, but they got to play by our rules. Mm-hmm. Don't that sound like denominational thinking? Yes, it does. You ever heard somebody say, well, I want to go to church, but man, I don't have the right clothes. What's the right clothes? Mm-hmm. Just don't come in here with your butt hanging out. I mean, right. no wrong clothes. What's the right clothes? We got people come in here in jeans. We got people come in in tennis shoes. We got people dressed up. I don't care how you come in here. All right. Mm-hmm. It's just like, man, it's like, man I'm not tr- we're not trying. When you come to Jesus, he brings you to Jesus the way you are, then he changes what he needs to change. Right, right, right. It's like 
He's not, we're, you're not coming in here and we're trying to make you the flavor of this church. All right. Oh, actually, I am trying to make you the flavor of this church. The flavor of this church is, we're just crazy. <laughs> we're crazy and, we, we, and we're free. We probably say stuff that we shouldn't say. God knows. I say stuff, but I'll be like, Kitty, you can't say I even say you can't say that. <laughs> but I'm thinking it, it, it gets you to get it. Everybody say amen. amen. I'm going to say anal grains. If it gets you to get it, I mean, amen. amen. And, and it's like, but see, we're free. Hallelujah. Yes. yes. See, because God... And the Lord, Jesus. <laughs> I, can't, I can't teach like that. I remember him being in Bible school, and they were like, well, here's, here's the presentation of your message. I can't do that. And I've been preaching already, so I'm just the way I am. I'm, you know, it gets me in trouble, but, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's just the way, that's the way God uses me. I'm not, I remember telling Chris and my uncle and Mark and Vicky and, 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 and I'm telling him, listen, let God, don't, God ain't trying to make you me. He's already got a me. Let him make you uniquely you. Amen. Amen. Take stuff that I may give you, because I got a little bit of me from everyone who's ever taught me, but I make it uniquely my own. Amen. There's no carbon copy. We've been to churches where the pastor dressed a certain way. All this little minion preachers dressed the same way. Yes, right. <laughs> minions. <laughs> Man, look at the minions on the front row. <laughs> wow, the pastor got on an ugly suit, and so do you. <laughs> All right. Why? Because I'm, I'm, it's a way. There's no way. Right. Hallelujah, somebody. I'm almost done. Come on. The apostles and elders met to consider this question. Mm -hmm. After much discussion, Peter got up and addressed them. Brothers, you know that some time ago, God made a choice among you that the Gentiles might hear from my lips the message of the gospel and believe. So Peter stands up, and Peter goes, all right, guys, you know that God gave me a word to the Gentiles a long time ago, and it gave a message from my lips that they might believe. I know Paul is sitting there going, does this happen after the, uh, the first argument? Peter, what does Peter get right to say? Peter gets up and says, all right, brothers, listen. Um, you, you understand, I do have a word to the Gentiles. Come on. God, who knows the heart, showed that he accepted them by giving the Holy Spirit to them, just as he did Peter to us. And goes, you know what? They have the Holy Spirit like he gave us the Holy Spirit, so they're okay. Thank you, Jesus. See, the Paul and Peter debate, which basically was a, a tell-off, Paul told Peter off. It got to Peter. Mm -hmm. Now Peter said, Man, Paul was right. The Holy Spirit determines. Hallelujah, somebody. Thank you, Jesus. Not our rules, not our regulations. Come on. He did not discriminate between us and them, for he purified their hearts by faith. He says, he, God didn't make no difference. See, this is devout Jews who just knew culturally they were different from every other nation in the world. Now saying there's no discrimination. Mm-hmm. And a council of elders with Pharisaical Christians there, Christians that are off the street, Christians that were raised in church, Christians that weren't raised in church. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. Coming together to discuss these truths. Mm -hmm. Come on. 
Now then, why do you try to test God by putting on the necks of Gentiles a yoke that neither we nor our ancestors have been so able Peter, to bear? Remember in the conversation with Paul, it said, now listen, so why are we trying to put all these rules on them that we didn't even keep ourselves? Mm -hmm. You know you didn't keep it. You know you didn't follow all those rules. Not, but we're trying to throw this burden on them. Yes. That's what I felt like growing up in the Pentecostal church. Mm -hmm. I felt burdened. Mm -hmm. You, you got to tie this. You got to give this. You got to do this. You got to do, you can't do that. Can't do that. Can't do that. And I'm like, man, I'm not seeing none of this. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's why I was the first one that left. Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't deal with it. All right, come on. No, we believe it is through the grace of our Lord Jesus that we are saved just as they are. He says, so by grace we are saved just like them. Don't try to make them Jewish. Don't try to make them American. Don't try to make them Pentecostal. Don't try to make them Baptist, Southern, or any other. Don't try to make them Assemblies of God, don't try to make them Presbyterians, don't try to make, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't try to make them Libertarians, don't try to make them Seventh-day Adventists. Jesus. Don't try to make them any of that. It's all a grace thing. It's just grace. Yes. Through grace in our Lord we're saved. That's all it is. All of us don't try to make them nothing. Mm. Now it's a new one. Don't try to make them non-denominational. Right. Because non-denominationals are arrogant. Because they think, oh, we got it figured out. Mm -hmm. Arrogant. I'm not even, I don't even claim to be non-denominational anymore. Amen. I'm just a believer. We're just a group of believers. Amen. Come on, I'm almost done. You guys all right? I'm on the clock by clock. I'm in zeros, but I got to finish this. Come on. It is my judgment, therefore, that we should not make it difficult for the Gentiles who are turning to God. So here's my, just, here's my judgment. Why are we making it so difficult? Why are we trying to get them to do the stuff we couldn't do? We couldn't do it. They're not going to be able to do it. We were raised in it. We couldn't do it. You think they're going to do it? We're making it so hard. It's too hard. Christianity is it's not a steak that you need to put stuff on it. Amen. If I got a bad steak, throw me some onions on it. Throw me some blue cheese. Put something on this thing. But if I got a good one, I don't need anything, anything on it. Yes. All right, almost done. Come on. Instead, we should write to them, telling them to abstain from food polluted by idols. Okay, so let's, let's, let's tell them what we should. The only thing they shouldn't do, stay from the food that's polluted, that they set aside to give the idols. Keep yourself from sexual immortality, immorality because they were doing some wild sexual stuff, man. Mm -hmm. When we think this, we just think, well, yeah, you know. No, they were, they were whoa. Yeah, they you look at, if you look at the past, especially in the Roman culture, there was a whole lot of freakiness going on, man. Yes, it was. So he was like, it was people marrying people in the same family. See, they limited that by saying sexual immorality, but it's really a broad statement. Because mm -hmm. we just think, well, sleeping around, adultery, fornication. No, it was a whole lot of carrying on. Yes, it was. And he goes, listen, so, and then here it is, keep them from eating the meat that was strangled, from, from an animal that was strangled, not gutted, because it goes back to the blood. These are Jewish laws. And then Peter says something interesting. Next verse. For the law of Moses has been preached in every city from the earliest times and is read in the synagogues and on every he Sabbath. Says because, listen, we're trying to bring this together so we don't want to totally offend them. He wasn't saying that tell them to keep this because it sends them to heaven or not. 
or it makes them please God. He was telling them, just tell them to do this because it keeps the peace. Yes, yes. That's like this. That's like me going to a church, and I've done it, and people have went with me, especially Mike. Sometimes I can go, and I can just be me. Sometimes I have to wear a suit because that's what they do there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? I don't want to offend them. Everybody say amen. Amen. So my thing is offensive. If this is the way they conduct themselves, mm-hmm. even though I might not agree with it or I might that's not the point. The point is I don't want to go in and offend them, so I'm going to wear one because they wear them there. Mm-hmm. It's only smart business because what are you doing? We're all believers. We're trying to keep the peace. Amen. Right, you see that? Aren't we done? Yes. Come on. So what am I saying? If we, if we, look, at, if we look at church and what you think church is, let me tell you what I think church is. And you weigh it for yourself. I think church is a place where people can come the way that they are. And then a place where you can grow close to God. And if change needs to occur, God will change it. Yeah. Amen. Amen. There's certain things that some of us can do that others of us can't do. But it's personal. Mm-hmm. There's certain stipulations that, that some may have on us that others don't have, but it's just personal. But the one thing is, listen, there are things in the Bible that God says he wants us to do. And we should never refrain from them unless the Bible again says we don't have to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. So here's all these Levitical laws. And if you go back and read them, there's a billion of them. No way on earth nobody kept them. Jesus comes along and goes, nah, that was, that, that, we've taken that off because now the gospel is for everyone, not just this cultural people called Jews. The only reason why those laws were in place was to keep the Jewish faith in Jehovah God and, and God of Israel separate from the world until God was ready to send Jesus. And then Jesus would be the main atonement, the only atonement, that now wiped away all those rules. He put those rules in place to keep God different than everybody else, keep the people of God different from everybody else, until Jesus, and now Jesus comes and says, no, we're all the same. And then slowly the church loves to drift back into what you're doing or what you don't do. And then loud moms like me had to come in and go, that's not right. So here's the rules of being here. One, you got to love people. If you can't love people, you can't go here. Amen. Amen. Now, people ask me, what do I got to do to join? Well, one, you got to learn how to love people. Now, I know it's difficult. But you got you to learn how to do that. And then, two, it's like, just grow in God. Because if you grow in God, Everything will start to change. That's right. But it'll be on his terms, not the world's, not mine, not some, some theological thinking or some, some denominational flag. It'll be the Lord himself drawing near to you, you drawing near to him, and then life changes. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. Amen.